0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Getting you ready for today's sports day.
1: You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be that'll start this week.
2: While having a little fun along the way. It's always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure.
0: Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3.
1: Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station,
0: Double T 97.3 and
1: Double T 97.3.com. Yes, Mr. McGuire. Thank you, owe Joey McGuire, a jacket. I do. I'll, I'll make good on that by hook or by crook. I told him basically at the Oklahoma State game, if we got above 500, which we had not done since 2009 until Saturday night, that I would do that. So I'm going to make good. A man of my word.
3: <laughs> my favorite part of all of this is Coach McGuire probably doesn't know the jacket that we're talking about.
1: Oh heck no, he's probably forgotten completely <laughs> about this. Is he's, he's like, what are you talking about? And that's what that's what he'll say. What are you What are you talking about? Um, also, I apparently, I don't, I don't know
2: what I would think if somebody came up to me and said, "Here, I got this jacket for you." Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> right
1: no i be, it was again my that my be, big mouth that would be awkward would be awkward well we'll probably figure out something to put it to good use would be my guess we'll figure out something uh eddie and i had forgotten about this eddie reminds me that we're now uh, a bowl of win away from me being on twitter i guess i'd said that too if we got to eight wins you know man there's a lot of a lot of things that are coming to pass here Hmm.
2: I don't yeah. know that Twitter's big enough for both of us, Chuck. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sounds like a better reason for you to get off, Jamie. Yeah. I know this might. You've be been the, looking for one. Yeah, this might be the straw that
2: breaks the camel's back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did hear. And
2: um, let's see, Bullwin and Jamie not on Twitter. Where's the downside? <laughs>
1: <laughs> here's uh, here's word from the official official Chris Need, and he would he would know with regard to the field goal he said if it goes over the top of the post it's not good and then he said it's not reviewable because there is no reference point so all that makes sense yep i'll just say this probably probably if it had happened to us you know if, if that was a a tech field goal we'd probably be like we'd be figuring out a way for that thing to be good we'd be Maybe huffing and puffing. But I've not
3: seen every angle. I've just seen the one on the... Or be remembering the missed extra point at the beginning of the game. Yeah,
1: at the beginning of the game. Right.
3: So I trust Trey Wolf. I do. Mm -hmm. He missed that first kick, and then I was nervous about every kick from the rest of the game.
1: Yeah. Um, I do want to ask you this question. Were you surprised at the end of regulation when it's fourth and short... Given the number of times that we have gone for it on fourth down this year, mm-hmm. that and with and with yeah. three timeouts remaining, that they did not go for it on fourth down there and try to pick up the first down because it sure seemed like a more than makeable first down based on, on how things were going.
2: Obviously, a huge gamble, obviously, a massive, massive risk. Um, you've had struggles with some of those fourth downs in recent games. Uh I I think I was a little surprised, not shocked. Uh there was a game on Thanksgiving Day with the Lions and the Bills. Same situation. And I think it had it been in a regular situation, the Lions would have gone for it. Mm-hmm. Instead they kicked the field goal. Um to to tie the game and as did the Red Raiders. I just uh I, I, just, I I gotta believe that the struggles that you've had on fourth down in recent weeks had something to do with with that there. Okay. Um. I th- I think that um. I, again, I was a little surprised, not shocked, and
1: th-
2: felt like it was the right thing to do.
1: Okay. Um. I'm gonna admit to you, I was shocked because as soon as they you know called the timeout, I'm like, okay, they're gonna review this. There was 35 seconds left just certainly felt like that, you know, a 42-yard field goal. I mean, we've not had – I mean, there have been times we've missed some 42-yard field goals, uh, uh-huh, sure. you know, and, and, and the missed extra point wasn't necessarily in my head. It was more of the missed field goals that were in my head. So after the game, uh, Coach McGuire was asked about going for the field goal, kicking the field goal instead of going for it uh, there at the end of regulation
4: i've always been one of those guys i never want to take away uh, a great opportunity to go into overtime we felt good about the kick the the yard line was at the 33 that's where we felt the best about the kick we were past the 33 um you know and so i mean we we really felt like that we got the first down um you know but they they we marked it short and um they marked it short, and so <clears throat> right there, we we're going to take it in overtime. You know, we we feel good about Wolf going out there and making that kick, and so it was one of the deals of. Uh, I don't want to take that away from those guys not having the opportunity to win it in overtime.
1: I, d- I did too. I I felt like that uh, that they got short on the mark uh, there, and and uh, like I said, I, I was shocked they didn't go for it um, there, um, given kind of some of your. Struggles in field goals with the K State game, the Oklahoma State game, um, K State game specifically, where it felt like a missed field goal was the momentum turner. But
2: yeah, but what, what about your struggles on picking up fourth down? No, no, you, you I mean, forgot I, about all those.
1: No, I think I just felt like fourth and short was different than fourth and two or fourth and three or. Yeah,
2: you, you have that much confidence in our confidence in our offensive line?
1: Well, I did on Saturday. I mean, they, I felt like they did a good job on Saturday. You know, I felt like that particularly more in the second half than in in the first quarter. Um, I felt like that Shuck got protection and, and was able to almost able to move it at will uh, at times. Uh, now you could say, well, that's a bad Oklahoma defense or. Um,
2: no, sure. But that factors into your decision. Sure. I,
1: I, like I said, I mean, you, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I thought I was shocked. So you, yeah. you weren't, I was, and, and there's, the reason why you were right at seven and five and I'm wrong at five and seven.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just, I just think in that situation, you can't be, you can't be messing around and and you're right. 42 yards, not a chip shot. That's it's not a, a gimme. It's not a
1: gimme. You know? Yeah. And yeah. that was, that's kind of what I was concerned about. was that, you know, if it had been,
2: maybe it had been a bad wind day. Or yeah. If you were kicking well, into it the was, wind, it was, you would have thought it was, differently.
1: It was blowing just a little bit. I mean, it was, it wasn't, it was blowing a little bit down there. I mean, in, but you're going into the to the south end zone. And the other thing is, and he had talked about this, um, you know, uh, even before Saturday night, about since midseason, that they had been on the field, in the stadium, kicking field goals more than they had been at the start of the year. And that they had been throwing a lot of chaos at Wolf and just trying to create situations where, you know, stressful situations for him. And so maybe that's why they felt so good about it because they had been down in the stadium practicing so much on their field goals since about the midway point of the year. Yeah, maybe. So that gave them gave them a lot more confidence.
0: Your morning dose of coffee and sports. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app.
1: Time for this day in sports history. Today is November the 28th, 2022. Here is Jeff McGuire. 1929.
0: Chicago's
1: fullback,
3: Ernie Nevers, sets an NFL record for the most points scored in a single game with all 40 points in the Cardinals 40-6 to route of the Bears. Nevers has an NFL record six touchdowns mm-hmm. and four extra points.
1: Wow.
2: So there was an Evers in baseball to Nevers in football.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 1938. The fourth Heisman Trophy is awarded to Texas Christian quarterback Davey O'Brien. Okay.
1: 1957,
3: Milwaukee Braves future Hall of Fame pitcher Warren Spahn wins the Cy Young Award. 1969, Ted Sizemore becomes the seventh Dodger to win the National League Rookie of the Year. They've had an awful lot of those.
1: I didn't realize that Ted Sizemore played for the Dodgers. I remember him as a Brewer.
3: 1972 spe- the name at all speaking of the dodgers they trade frank robinson to the california angels mm. 1974 yankees owner george steinbrenner is suspended by major league baseball for two years because his federal because of his federal conviction for illegal <coughs> contributions to political
1: campaigns yeah he contributed uh, extra to uh, nixon's campaign
3: 1978 reds fire manager Sparky Anderson after nine years. Just goes to show that even a Hall of Fame manager can be mm-hmm. fired. And he was a Hall of Fame manager in two leagues, basically. 1999, in an All-American final, Pete Sampras beats Andre Agassi 6-1, 7 to win his fifth and final ATP Tour World Championship tennis title in Hangover, Germany.
2: That'd be cool to have two Americans on top of <clears throat> tennis now.
3: Not going to lie, this is one of my favorites, but it's not something I make very often because it's not exactly clean. It's National French Toast Day. Mm. Clean, meaning like healthy clean? No, I make a mess when I make oh, you toast. make toast. <laughs> <laughs> when you factor in making the the thing you dip the bread in right. and then getting it over to the, the pan again, and, right and and the syrup you put on it yeah, it just makes a mess okay french, that's fair
2: french toast or <laughs> pancake
3: uh, it's french toast in this one but i know, no what I i'd rather french toast or, like I'd, like I'd rather by. have french toast than pancakes yeah, i'd too. rather have a waffle than pancakes
2: uh i'll take french toast over all the above
1: i like pancakes
2: i think most people would say pancakes
1: but I like a good piece of French toaster. It's been a long time since I had French toast. It's so funny when you said clean. I thought you were talking about eating clean as opposed mm. to no, you know, cooking it's clean. It's just That's a funny.
3: It's a very tasty mess, mm-hmm. but a
1: mess.
2: I thought he was lacing it with something.
0: Powder sugar? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Happy birthday to Karen Gillian, who's 35. Chase Elliott, 27. John Stewart is 60. Judd Nelson, 63. And Randy Newman is 79. And on this day in the way, way back machine in 1520, after sailing through the dangerous straits below South America that now bear his name, Portuguese navigator Ferdinand Magellan enters the Pacific Ocean with three ships, becoming the first European explorer to reach the Pacific from the Atlantic. And that is this Dance Sports History.
1: All right, 6.50 this morning here on the Morning Drive. We will have for you tonight, Monday Night Football, Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts from Indy. That'll be on 100.7 The score. Right before that, it's a high school fan zone. And so we shift to basketball season tonight with uh, coaches from Coronado and Lubbock High. We've been on that with those two schools for a little bit some time since the football season ended without uh, playoff activity for those two schools. It's a victory Monday for the Cowboys, and we'll have the Dallas Cowboys hour with Brad Sham tonight from the Star. Uh, That'll be at 6 o'clock. Cowboys coming off of their Thanksgiving Day win, so they got an extra day or so to get rested up. Cowboys will have an extra day at the end of the week as they will play these Indianapolis Colts on Sunday night football on Sunday night. So uh, the Colts uh, going on the national TV and back-to-back games. That's I think a, it's more about their opponent, but maybe not. That's
2: a weird Sunday night
1: matchup. It is a weird Sunday night matchup. You almost wonder why that didn't get flexed, but maybe because the Cowboys won uh, on, on Thanksgiving Day. And Cowboys I think they could just draw. stop that because of the Cowboys. Yeah, probably just stop that because of the Cowboys. You're probably right about that. They're going to get the views no matter what.
3: Cowboys um, could be 0-17 and,
1: and people are going to watch that game. Yeah, uh, We'll probably talk a little bit more about this, but I don't want to let too much time get away from us uh the top 25 poll out has Michigan at number 2 and USC at number 4. Uh, Georgia is still number 1. They beat uh, the Ramblin' Wreck of Georgia Tech uh over the weekend and TCU is third after their win over Iowa State, a big statement win. Uh they they won like 62 to 14. Not not that it not that TCU was any, you know, or Iowa State was any, you know, just big power that they were facing. I think the It's just the score more than anything else of winning 62 to 14, putting up 62 points on them.
2: So I definitely didn't overlook them. That's for certain. Yeah, no question. So that game was over before it started.
1: Here's my question for you. Um, If everything kind of holds to form with the postseason, you know, championship games, do you expect these four teams to be in the college football playoff, Georgia, uh, Michigan, uh, TCU and USC? Well,
2: if everything holds to form and they all win, yes.
1: Yeah there's been there was some uh hand wringing by the uh, big 10 commissioner still trying to make a case for ohio state it would take an awful lot wouldn't it for ohio state to climb back in because they have ap has them at five then alabama then tennessee there's a part of me that just is wondering how does uh how does the sec get shut out well they'll have georgia but could could the SEC get two in with Alabama? I guess TCU would have to probably fall to K State for that to happen, and maybe USC to lose in the in the Pac twelve championship game. But I I wonder if Alabama could leapfrog Ohio State if if one of those two schools or even Michigan lost in the Big Ten, which you don't expect.
2: Right, right. Something like that. That that it would take something crazy like that to mm-hmm. get those teams in. Right. I just I don't see a lot of things changing there. Okay.
1: All right. 6.54 this morning here on the morning drive. We feel like that we have a friend in you. Hopefully you have a friend in me and Jamie and Jeff this morning here on the morning drive.
0: Getting your sports day started the right way. This is the morning drive podcast from double T 97, three breaking down the biggest games.
1: If Texas tech does
2: not win the big 12 football conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year.
0: Well, busting some chops
1: along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We
2: spend three hours a day, five right. days a week together. Like, why yeah. Why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends? <laughs> right. Save we
0: it
1: for the show. Well,
0: yeah, we, say, we do. We save it for the show. To tune into The Morning Drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3.
1: Great to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and DoubleT97.3.com. We will have the Cowboy Hour for you tonight. It's a victory victory Monday for the Cowboys, even though it was last Thursday when they last won. I'm sure that they'll they'll still make it a victory, victory Monday. Uh, tomorrow, we'll have uh, girls and boys basketball on the air for you as uh, the Friendship Girls and the Friendship Boys travel to Monterey. My understanding is that is... Becoming a hot ticket uh to go watch the uh, the monterey's play, so hopefully uh the friendship folks can uh get a ducket to go inside the new box, which is probably i I don't know how many years old it is, but it's it's got to be approaching twenty
2: okay
1: okay the new box the new box yeah, the old box when they called it the box I mean it was truly a box, the old gym at Monterey okay. high school. The I, don't, new, go ahead.
2: I don't believe I've been in it yet, so I'll get my first taste of it tomorrow. Okay.
1: It, it, uh, to say the word new box, you would have had to have been in the old box to get a true appreciation of it, because it was a real, the new box is just, I mean, it looks like a high school gym, okay? The old box was, I mean, it was like the size of the studio, and they put a basketball court in it. Eesh. And the, I mean, you were like right on top of each other, uh, the fans and the players and the coaches and, and everything uh, along those lines. Wednesday. Well, let's
2: save, hope they save some room for the the friendship folks. They uh, they packed the place at Cooper last week.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So, hopefully, you've uh, uh-huh. got your uh, got your pass uh, Wednesday night, uh, and I, I hope he hangs on because there were some rumors about his demise last week. Uh, but Georgetown and uh, Texas Tech will play uh, on Wednesday night at United Supermarkets Arena, and Patrick Ewing is the the coach of Georgetown. That's really the <laughs> I mean, aside from I want to watch, you know, the t- tech team play, especially after, you know, their um, Hawaii experience and which they, w- they lost two of three. I want to see how they, they bounce back from that. But I do want to see Patrick Ewing uh, live and in person.
2: Yeah. And that's really what it is. I mean, it's not even Georgetown because yeah. they're, they're pathetic as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you just want to see Patrick Ewing coaching against the right. Red Raiders in our house. Right. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I feel feel the same exact way. I mean, I've kind of had this one yeah. circled. Yes. So. Yeah, it's the one
1: that I've been the most
2: excited about.
1: You know, and if you're, you know, over the age of 40 plus, maybe, uh, and you remember Patrick Ewing playing for Georgetown, just how how his Georgetown teams kind of changed um, how college basketball was was played, and to some degree, the the physical nature of it really more than anything else, and just intimidation and domination And how his Georgetown team's played. Um,
3: or you grew up in Houston as a Rockets fan and had to face him and the Knicks in the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. and Sports Illustrated almost didn't want to do a championship for the Rockets because they were expecting the Knicks to win it, and the Rockets handed, just handed, took care of business in Game 7. right. I got a little uh, pill to swallow with that man as well. <laughs> <Okay>. I would <laughs> wish him nothing but the best in general, but it's uh, oh, kind of whiny. He can go suck an egg this week. <laughs> okay, that's okay.
2: Kind of whiny.
3: Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, Lady Raiders will be in action on Thursday. They'll take on Alabama State. Yeah. Uh, they come off a couple of wins in uh, in Vegas. That Vegas uh, uh, tournament's getting some uh, really bad publicity for. How things transpired The ladies won over mercer as on, they should s- on saturday yeah i mean they first of all playing in a in a ballroom is is not uncommon i mean that's been done before in vegas by men's and women's teams and and um and certainly in the bahamas um that's that's taken place but this this particular case um man there was a 50-minute delay when an Auburn player got hurt, and the reason for that is there was no EMT uh, on site. So, um, the apparently the player is is okay. She's been hospitalized, but no no further uh, report of her. But the report was that she was able to move her arms and legs. So, when you say that, uh, that you you kind of understand the gravity of the situation. Oh, sure, sure. You know. Um, and apparently there were there were no bleachers in this particular ballroom, just folding chairs.
2: Man, the pictures that you should—I mean, you—you you told me that heading into it that that you didn't think it was like any kind of bleachers. It was just they were going to set up some mm-hmm. chairs. Yeah. And it looked like there was a good fifteen, twenty of them set yeah. up. I mean, is that what the lady raiders were expecting when they signed I, up for this? I don't know, because there's some some talk that you know they were promised you know mm-hmm. a different look and. Mm-hmm. A, different feel and all that
1: yeah uh, i haven't talked with anybody um it, it just uh, about that since yeah since, that'd since be interesting
2: I, to to find out it, because, because i think that was the case for some of the schools they were shown one picture this is what it's going to look like and then mm-hmm. it was nothing like that i mean because let's be honest it's not as if you went there to face top level competition you played middle tennessee and mercer you could host those teams yeah. Yeah. you know and save yourself a ton of money than from traveling up there to play
1: right yeah so so, so they, i wonder
2: what they were promised and, and clearly what wasn't delivered to them Yeah,
1: you know, they they battled back to uh to beat middle tennessee on friday winning uh, 72 to 67 and then they uh defeated mercer on uh saturday night that that game was supposed to tip uh, i think it 10 that 10 and it didn't tip i don't believe until about 11 30 yeah 11 i believe okay is what time that 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 game finally tipped and and the major reason for the delay was uh, what what happened with regard to the to the Auburn player. So,
3: and speaking of her, she tweeted out, "When was this? The that that next day." Thank you, Auburn family. I'm doing better and can't wait
1: to come home. Okay, so good for her. Good, for, good, absolutely for her. good for her. Yeah, absolutely. So, at any anyway, rate, so they got a couple of wins and uh, they'll play Alabama State on thursday and jamie your favorite team in the history of the whole wide wide world incarnate word on sunday mm, <laughs> so, so there you go all right uh let's go back to football the uh red raiders uh, defeat uh, oklahoma 51 to 48 here's uh, coach uh, Joy mcguire on bouncing back from the bad start in which they were down at one point 24 to six
4: Man, it was a crazy start because if we we popped that uh, kickoff return, uh, Jordan Brown had a really good return, and um, we had a reverse pass called. um, And, and, uh, you know, OU played it perfectly. We couldn't even get it out. And, you know, so that first drive with them getting the ball, um, I I, I think uh, that first touchdown, whenever we were able to get on the board, you know, and just kind of settle down. you know, that was, that was a big turning point of the game. Um, you know, I, I felt like the guys were going to uh, settle down a little bit. You know, I said on the headset, it kind of felt a little bit like Baylor um, from the standpoint of in that game and in this game. Um, felt like there were guys that were trying to do too much. Um, just because, you know, you talk about it, but whenever it's senior night, you know, uh, a lot of times the seniors are very emotional. Um, but then the young guys want to play so hard for them. That uh, you know, I think there was you know some guys that were trying to do too much, and and uh, we were settled down once we got in the end zone.
1: That's uh, Coach Joy McGuire. The um, so you had that, and and man, there there were folks leaving uh, after that second touch there, that third touchdown when they went up twenty four to six. Um, when you and didn't really blame them, you know, you're kind of like, okay, this kind of feels like it's going to be a really really bad night but then i got to think but it wasn't a mass exodus it wasn't, no, it wasn't. like not cuz we've seen that before yeah, yeah I, but there was not a whole lot of mass to, to exit either i mean and, i don't know and, that i could have been prouder of the fans on saturday though
2: yeah, like, I, yeah i agree i thought there was more than i expected and i thought percentage wise from beginning to yeah. end we had a higher percentage stay mm mm-hmm. mhm then we had all season long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't notice people exiting at twenty four six. Well, I, I mean we that. had so, we had
1: some leaving around us that, that at twenty four to six. Um but I, I do agree with you. I mean it was uh it was and it, there there was a point in time where it felt like the crowd grew a little bit. So I don't know if uh some students came back in and went, Oh, we're coming back and decided to 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 uh, to join the party. That's part of what it looked like. But I mean there were some folks that left, but then at the end of the day, there were a lot of people still left, and uh, and that was great.
0: You're listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Lubbock Sports Station, Double T ninety seven three, recapping the night that was in the world of sports.
1: A little bit later on tonight, uh, we'll have uh, the Astros and the Diamondbacks. That'll be at eight, and then the Rangers playing at Seattle uh, tonight.
0: And also bringing some humor to your day. Was it pretty big. Yeah, I mean, was it impressive. Yeah, was it fascinating?
1: It was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit.
1: Now, you've had a couple days to think and ponder. What uh, is inside your brain today?
2: Well, that can't be good. A couple days to think. I can't. Can't always doesn't always work out so well for me, Chuck. All right, my question for you guys today is, and now that the regular season is over, mm-hmm. I want you to tell me your favorite play from the 2022 oh, regular season.
3: My favorite play. Homeboy recovery versus Texas in overtime. I know it's not what you're necessarily wanting. You're probably thinking of an offensive play, but that was the... Not only did we just turn them over at home, but that almost secured the win right there. Because you still had to get the you still had to get a point, but that was the gotcha moment for the Texas game.
1: Hmm. Hmm. hmm, hmm. Man, I am. Uh...
2: I'll go next if you want me. Yeah, to. go ahead. I'll uh... see. Jeff is more of a positive person than I am. Okay. <laughs> I can't say that moment because I was still worried that something bad was going to happen, okay? I, I'll be a prisoner of the moment. I mean, my favorite play, my favorite moment was, I mean, you kick the ball through the uprights against Oklahoma on Saturday and to sit back and go, holy cow, that was a, great finish mm-hmm. to the season the way this team came back in this game just beat a team that we don't get to beat very often
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um wow he went seven and five and i know it's kind of sad that it wasn't lost on me over the weekend to think about us in oklahoma state having the same record and how different we feel about it
1: mm-hmm.
2: right mm-hmm. because oklahoma state has been such a Productive program over the last few years, and we've been a struggling program. That seven and five feels like man, we just hit the lottery. And for them, they're seven and five. They're like, man, this program has hit a lull. You know, it just yeah. feels completely different. But seven and five feels great to me. Beating Texas and Oklahoma, all the above. It just felt like that last kick was like, man, we we did this. We we beat OU, which is great, and then we also you know, we got to seven and five this year, which most people did not think we would get. M- m- many thought we weren't going to get to six and six. Yeah. And so that's, that's pretty impressive. So to me, it was, it was the kick against Oklahoma to win that game.
1: Okay. Um, I, I'm I'm not going to disagree with you on uh, being a prisoner of the moment. Um, and, you know, for, for me, um, just kind of being in stands with my wife and, and enjoying that and, and um but I, I would also say uh the west virginia game because uh our grandson was with us and son in law was with us for that game i enjoyed that game i know you're looking for a specific play and i'm yes i'm i'm really kind of bad about being able to just immediately go back to a play i i might even say the uh, the kick to win uh against houston because i felt like that was that game was a turning point for me
2: you ran it in to win the game against houston
1: okay then they won 33 to 30 in two overtimes
2: donovan smith ran it in
1: okay never mind see i told you i was bad i was that
2: that would be like the most exciting Mm -hmm. play to win a game compared Mm -hmm. to the two games that you won with field goals
1: Mm -hmm. remember yeah
2: yeah remember your boy wanted the ball first and he kicked a field goal and donovan smith ran it in right, for right, six and right. we didn't kick the extra point we
1: didn't kick the extra point right okay yeah, that's
2: why it's only a 33 to 30 <laughs> okay, game okay. yeah yeah
1: uh, like i said i uh, i would tell you i, I love the donovan smith catch in the end zone on saturday i thought that was pretty cool you know that you know he scored one running and and uh got one passing or you know receiving
2: yeah man the first his first touchdown what a what a move he made in the backfield there. right <laughs> that was impressive right that so was, he looked dead to rights and just a little little jab fake looked mm-hmm. like a basketball player there, a little mm-hmm. jab fake like he was going left mm-hmm. and a little shimmy shake and off to the right and man he was in the end zone
1: I'm trying to think of uh I'm trying to think if there was a you know there was some there was I'm trying to think if there was a long pass play that just this season that just really jumped out at me um Cleveland had one Yeah but it, but you didn't get any points out of it You didn't it. get any points yeah. out of it right
2: Yeah he had more than one
1: He had uh, Duran Bradley had, uh, a catch for 44 yards in the ball game yes. on, on Saturday. Um, now I'll, I'll, I'll go with you on the, uh, I'll go with you on the kick on Saturday. I didn't think this one was going to be that difficult. Well, it's just only because it's sometimes <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to, trying to kind of go through each game and go, okay, is there what, what stood out, <clears throat> what stood out to me where I just really... Felt like that was just a defining moment.
2: It feels like the three answers have to be... You beat Texas, so it could have been one of two from the Texas game, right? The fumble recovery or the kick, All mm-hmm. right, The Houston win, because that was exciting. Remember, you were down in that game, yeah. and you win on a on a walk-off, so to speak, on, on the touchdown run from Donovan, mm-hmm. and then something in the OU game, and there weren't like these... Massive offensive plays. It felt like that. That did it, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Donovan had a long run in the Houston game that was really key, but it wasn't a long touchdown run.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It feels like those are the easiest answers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It. Yeah. If you If you ask me, my my best moment would just be like from saturday my wife and i got a great picture in front of the double t scoreboard of course you did (laughs) well we went over there before the game i said we gotta go get we gotta go get a good we got a great we got a good picture and then and then also seeing just how excited the young phenom was to see patrick mahomes in person because he never got to see him play uh got to see him in person i don't think he did uh, he might have uh, but anyway this, but he didn't realize what he was seeing when he saw him you know it's, it's different now I
2: don't, I don't think anybody did <laughs> but I mean
1: it's, it's different now for him at 9 versus him Except at you know the Chiefs, maybe. maybe 4 or 5 but just seeing him how excited he was to see Patrick Mahomes there even though he didn't play he didn't see him throw a pass but just to see him in the stadium just to see how excited he was I mean that and to see how excited he's become about football and you know, watching his teams play and all that kind of stuff. That that's it for me. More so than Chuck's favorite else.
3: play is a player who has no eligibility throwing a pass during practice. No, no, no. You didn't. <laughs>
1: it's
2: always it's always the hoopla, not the game for Hines. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just uh, it's part of who I am. You know, i i enjoyed I enjoyed watching him get really, really excited about seeing Patrick Mahomes, and I just thought that was really, really cool. And the, and the fireworks that night were really good as well. Big plays and even bigger laps. If they get seven out of those two things, game over. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not winning. You're not winning that game at at all. This is the Morning Drive podcast. Uh, basketball players who don't wear the same stay, shoes, the shoes that right. match the uniform.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Match the color scheme of the, the team they play for.
0: <laughs> From Double T ninety Thank you for being with us. We'll have the Cowboys Hour at six
1: tonight on Double T ninety That follows. Uh, The Adventures of Tech Talk with Aaron Dickens and Mike Gustafson. That'll be from 3 until 6 today here on Double T 97.3. Haven't visited with either of those guys uh, since the ball game, so I'll be curious as to their thoughts on what they saw uh, on Saturday night and um, how they view things. All right, so... uh, AD did did make fun of
3: Chuck and I and, and then eventually Gus for enjoying a hot chocolate on Friday, though.
1: Yeah.
2: For... He made fun of you for drinking hot chocolate.
1: We had a hot chocolate uh, at the Overton during Tech Talk. I I started it off. I just wanted I wanted uh, something hot, and I just felt like a cup of hot chocolate. And uh, there was a little bit of a scoff, uh, and then uh, I said to Jeff, "Would you Would you like one?" And he I didn't he,
3: want one until I saw
1: one until then he, said, he saw well, yes. mine that had uh, hot chocolate and whipped cream and a little bit of a swirl of little chocolate on top of the whipped cream. And then Gus looked at it and he decided he wanted one as well. So we each, we shared hot chocolate, not we each had our own. We didn't share it. We just shared the enjoyment of, of hot chocolate. Mm -hmm. And, um, can you think of a better day than Friday to have a hot chocolate? (laughs) Seemed
2: normal to me. I'm not a huge hot chocolate guy, but I mean, I'll drink it every once in a while, but I, I didn't know that there was, that was scoff worthy. I am amazed, however, at, like the details that that the important details that we can forget—sporting events that, about sporting events mm-hmm. that we cover here right. on the show—and yet we know exactly what was on top of the hot chocolate. Right. Well, in how fairness, how the hot chocolate was that. Friday. We also know—I mean, humble brag—I I did it first, okay, and then others followed me. Humble brag, you know, No, it
3: wasn't bragging. Was, I, I would not have gotten a hot chocolate <laughs> had I not seen Chuck. Yeah, I
1: didn't bring it up. He—he—he he, he brought he
2: it up. You brought up that. Well, I did it first.
1: Well, I mean, because I. I mean, it's just a fact. I mean, and they kind of laughed at me. And then, then all of a sudden they decided they wanted some too. And I don't know if it was made with milk or not. Okay. I'm, I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume. I'm going to yes. assume yes. But it was, it was very tasty. It was very tasty.
2: Yeah. I think I agree with you guys. I think Friday seemed like a good day for you know, some hot chocolate. You know. I and mean, was it AD wearing flip-flops? Uh,
1: I don't. I can't remember. He, did he, he, he had shorts on. I try on. not to look at other men's have, feet, if I can at all. Did he have shorts it? on? It's smart, Jeff. Did he have shorts on? I don't
3: pay th- that I much attention re- to what other remember. men are wearing. I can't remember. Now, the blonde walking by, I can tell you what she was wearing. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> there you go. I, I don't recall her, so there you go. How about that for me? Uh, okay, so Tyler Shuck, after the ball game... Um, bear in mind he started four games this year and baron morton started four and donovan smith started four um he was asked about um kind of the comeback for him and all those kinds of things and how he performed and and basically how he what it meant maybe to quiet his skeptics okay this is from the the aj i think don williams asked this question i had left the press conference by this point in time to go to the postgame show at the overton here's what chuck said i really i didn't really care at all because i knew they were going to be proved wrong anyway people on staff too a lot of people in this building down the hall didn't believe in me either so, uh, you know, the adventures of tech talk with aaron dickens and mike gustison that'll be from St. you know screw them Because I know what we're going to do, and I believe in my teammates. The people on staff too, a lot of people in this building down the hall didn't believe in me either. So, you know, screw them, because I know what we're going to do, and I believe in my teammates. I mean, I could get if he wants to take a shot at at the fans. He goes on to say this, especially how the fans and a lot of the media didn't really matter just because I knew I was going to get my opportunity, especially the way we were playing, I was going to have a chance. You know, whatever. What's next? I guess the thing that surprised me the most about that quote was the shot at the people in the building.
2: Yeah, and how about, especially the way we were playing, I knew we were going to get a chance. Like saying, we were playing poorly. I knew they needed me. I knew I was going to get my chance. Yeah,
1: Yeah. that's a, that's yeah. a
2: direct shot at the other quarterback
1: mm-hmm. yeah whether it's baron morton or donovan smith maybe more so at morton than smith i don't know
2: um him saying to the critics as far as fans and media him you know saying screw him," i have no issue with yeah, whatsoever no, none whatsoever i probably would have a similar attitude mm-hmm. if i was a an athlete, a, a high-level athlete who was being criticized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people in the building, I, I don't know who he's referring to there. I don't know what he means by that, but it doesn't seem like um, the best thing to do, you know? And I surely no. don't think it was the best thing to say, The sure, especially the way we were playing. I knew I was going to get my chance. Like, mm-hmm. we were playing poorly. I knew they needed me. Yeah. Okay. That's to me. I, don't be criticizing Barron or Donovan, and, and then and then acting like we have a tight we have a tight quarterback room. Right. Okay.
1: That's the first thing that went in my mind after you yeah. started talking. I was like, Oh, so do we have a tight quarterback room, or do we have some? You know? You know, there's
2: a, there's, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a fine fine line, right, between mm-hmm. cocky and confident and too much and not enough, and you need an athlete to be super confident and believe in himself and all the above. Um, I I think I, everybody, we want everybody to, to be confident in who they are and what they can do and their skill set and all that you also want them to think they're not bigger than the rest of the team
1: mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> and um, there's a fine line there there's definitely a fine line there and I would tell you that I feel like on more than one occasion Tyler Shuck n- not just n- in these comments has definitely towed that line has definitely towed the line that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. And again, you want a guy who's confident. You want a guy who believes in himself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You can be that without crossing that line and being critical of others.
1: I mean, it's and, a relative softball question that he was asked, yeah. but I mean, I guess he. Oh, he used it as his chance. Cle- I, clearly, the young man absolutely. has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, absolutely. And
2: and I and you know what, I, I don't have a problem with it. Okay, I don't have a problem with it, but I mean, you can look at, again, let, I mean, just Diamond Smith, four starts, verse number 25, Houston, at number 16, NC State, verse number 22, Texas, at number 25, Kansas State, okay? What did I say all four times? Number something,
1: mm-hmm.
2: okay? All right, now let's move to Tyler Shuck. Murray State, okay, Kansas, Iowa State, Oklahoma. Look at the Big 12 standings. Oklahoma finishes, uh, what, seventh, Kansas eighth, Iowa State tenth. Don't tell me there's not a difference. Yeah. Don't tell me it doesn't factor in, okay? Yeah. I'm not saying that Tyler Shuck hasn't been good. He has, okay? But to act like it's apples to apples, it's just not legit, mm-hmm. okay? And, and Barron Morton in the middle there, you know what, what Barron was dealing with? You know, starting against on the road at Oklahoma State, which is a completely different Oklahoma State team than we're seeing now. Right. Okay, He also started on the road at TCU in a game where it looked like if he stays in the game, you have a shot. We mm-hmm. don't know if you're going to win a lot. not Okay. West Virginia blew him out of the water. Probably the most complete football game you played of the season, right? Mm-hmm. And Barron was terrific. Baylor, he was bad. No question. I mean, freshman was bad. No, no, no way to get around that, okay? But so were the other two quarterbacks who came into the game, too, by sure, the way. Sure. They also threw picks in that game, okay? Don't act like it's apples to apples when you compare what Tyler Shuck did compared to what Donovan Smith did compared to what Baron Morton did. Sorry, it's different. Yeah. You can't. But that being said, Tyler has done a great job these last three weeks. There's no doubt he did a good job. Okay, and And so I'm not saying he's done poorly.
1: His coach was highly complimentary of him, too. And I I don't know if Tyler had walked into the room yet when Coach McGuire said what he said about how he had really done a good job in the game and had gotten him out of some plays and checked him into some plays, and that's exactly why he was named the quarterback when he was, but...
2: My guess is that's that definitely is factoring in, and I think Tyler does do a good job of
1: that. Yeah. Anyway, I was just surprised that the... I was surprised at the comment towards the people in the building more than more than anything else. Uh, and I'm, I'm in agreement with Jamie on the quarterbacks and the situations and kind of taking the unveiled shot at his teammates. It, it seemed a
0: bit unnecessary. You've been listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT973.com.